don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Talented, very funny comedian. Dulce Sloan, welcome to CNN New Year's Eve. Listen, this is the third time y'all had me on. Uh, every year I think I'm going to get we fired. Love. So let's see what happens if I can lose my job. No, no. Dulce, like you're here to get us canceled. You're not cool unless you're either on the verge of being canceled. Or I can't get canceled. I'm trying to buy my mama a house. But you said, didn't you tell me I couldn't be canceled? Would you no, you can't be canceled. You're a gay black man. You I don't know. A lot canceled? of people have tried. Oh, well, I'm I mean, sure you can be tonight. Let's see if I have too many of these. Oh, my God. Look, I think I'm going to pull my Don's outfit is already oh, on. It's on my secret. What do you think of our outfits? We all decided. I, 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 I love them. Now, where, where in New Orleans are you? But, where but where are you? We're a lot of outfit changes. We're at, we're at Howling Wolf in. Well, folks, that right there, that's CNN on New Year's Eve. And do you ever expect anything different from these group of uh, uh, blowhard pedophile scumbags over there on CNN? I mean, you know, when I was when I was a little younger, I used to see CNN partying all the time on uh, New Year's Eve. And I'd be like, oh, look at that, you know, having a good time partying along. And then as I got older and I became more conservative and then even more uh, so as I became more libertarian, I started realizing how how immature and how disgusting these people really are. I mean, at no time can you ever just get plastered at your job. And the funny thing about it is, is until Donald J. Trump, we never really batted an eye at them doing that. You know what I mean? It was New Year's Eve. It is what it is. Everybody has some drinks. People get a little drunk. I get it. I've been there. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I get the whole thing. But, but now, looking back on it now, I have a completely different view of all of CNN and all of the people that are in these uh, places, these positions of power or these so-called experts, I have a very different outlook on them now. And you know what I didn't see? As much as I, as much as I don't really care for, for Fox News as much as I used to anymore, uh, I didn't see Tucker or, or Hannity. I didn't see uh, anybody over at Newsmax. I didn't see anybody on Real America's Voice News making an absolute A-double dollar sign out of themselves on camera on uh, to, to to the seven hundred thousand people that they that that, that watch their 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 uh, their network, which is far less than even Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has about eleven million people watch his podcast. They can't get one million people to watch either and any show, and it's because of stuff like this. This is how immature and unprofessional they are. But that's not it. There's more. Oh, there's more. So that was Don Lemon, being Don Lemon. Uh, here's another one. Check it out. I, I share everything. I don't. I don't 
give a what do you think about me? What do you think about I don't care. I'm a grown ass man. I don't care what you think about me. I don't lie. I am what I am. I'm a grown, successful black man who a lot of people hate because then I use people seeing me and people like me in a position that I am. To be able to share what I my point of view on television, it freaks people out. And you know what? You can kiss my behind. I do not care. I don't care. I really don't care because I have one life. And this is who I am, and I, I feel very... That's right, Don, um, you do only have one life. Blessed and honored to be in this position. Yes. To be able to do this. Yes. So all the hate I get, it's motivation to me. Bring it. I don't Oh, I feel... I feel blessed, and I feel honored. Yeah. You know, I feel glad I only get this one life. That's right, because you, uh, you won't be living in an afterlife. Um, unless you find Jesus, of course. <clears throat> You seem to find them. Uh, you seem to find. You seem to have found a white husband, uh, but I thought all white men were in, were were all born into uh, you know white privilege. That's what he said. That's what he told Chris Cuomo back when Brother Fredo was on CNN. Oh, but that's not it. There's more, folks. There's another one. Uh, see what Democrats do is they tell you how they really feel when they've had a few drinks in them. That's what they really do. So I'll play you a portion of this next part, but I won't play uh, the the video after it because he goes on. It's just ridiculous. But again. Democrats tell you how they really feel. Democrats tell you the truth when they're loaded. Check this one out. Oh. Hold on. We're going to start that one back over here, folks. Huh. Let's try to start that one back over. Let's go back and watch this again. Here we go. Watching Mayor de Blasio. Oh, don't go on a rant. Do his don't go on a rant. victory lap dance. <laughs> After four years <laughs> of the, the crappiest as the mayor of New York, the That's only thing the that York? Democrats and Republicans can That's agree how, on I mean, is what how, a horrible Look at Anderson's smile. He, he, he loves it. Wow. So sayonara, sucker. Wow. 2022. It's a new year. Because guess what? I have a feeling of which, I'm going to be standing <laughs> right here next year. And you know who I'm not going to be looking at? Dancing as the city comes apart. These people are absolutely, you know what? That, that, I, just, I just wanted to show you who they really are. Amongst everything else with the pedophile stuff going on. And then you look at, and, and again, you sobered up in life. We're older. We look back and we go, wow, look at these, look at these people just make absolute fools of themselves. You know what I mean? To just make absolute fools of themselves. And I'm not out there. I'm not here being holier than now. I'm not saying you don't have drinks, but when you're doing this for your job, at least have a little bit of decency, at least have a little bit of maturity, at least have a little bit of professionalism. Don't go out there looking like some sap, like some sponge alcoholic loser. But that's CNN for you. Did you expect anything better? Anyway, folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And as always, it's an honor to be here with each and every one of you, including Freddie Durf, who's giving views Every single day, twice a day. Look, the great thing about this show is that sooner or later, you just get addicted to it. You just get addicted to it. You get, a, you get addicted to the chat comments and on Getter and on Rumble. You get addicted to the Live from America family. You get addicted to the love. You get addicted to the, addicted to the gospel. You definitely get addicted to the truth. And for all those people who are making their, uh, making their way to Live from America for the very first time, thank you so very much. And if you are on Getter or Rumble, I need those shares up, folks. Need those shares up. If you each share to five people in a couple groups, then we're golden. And for the people watching on um, Roku and Fire Stick, God bless you. The channel is uh, going to change a lot in January. By the end of January, it'll look a lot more uh, up-to-date, uh, professional. And uh, there'll be some commercials in there from some people on the Live from America strong business page and much more. And by the way, folks, Joe Rogan is now up to 8.4 million. I believe he was actually there when I was doing my show this morning. Um, 
But uh, the, the numbers I had prior to doing the show was like a quarter of a million people signed up for Getter uh, as soon as they found out Joe Rogan was over there. And then all of a sudden it just blew up. Joe Rogan now has 8.4 million followers. I don't know if Getter had 8.4 million people on it until Joe Rogan did that. And again, he has 11 million people watch his podcast. That is huge. That is big numbers. And when people start seeing... Uh, traditionally center-left, moderate people like Joe Rogan shoot over to Getter, they're going to follow. And you know who's going to follow them after that? The left-wing losers. And you know who's going to follow them after that? People like Don Lemon and those communists. Those are going to be the people that follow them after that. Why? Because Twitter's getting boring. Facebook's getting boring. YouTube is getting boring. All the content creators are leaving YouTube because YouTube's stealing their money and not giving them anything. Facebook and, and, and Twitter now have now become echo chambers. Where they were once the, 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 the in social media giants of the world, they're now becoming echo chambers. Nobody cares. So in sheep fashion, bah, bah, they'll follow all of us where we go. And that's Getter, Rumble, places like True Social when that comes out. So a big shout out to Getter for getting so many people to, to, uh, to join in. It, it is by far now. Thanks to Joe Rogan, especially. Let's give credit where credit is due. By far, it is the fastest growing social network ever, ever to grace us with its presence. So big shout out to Jason Miller and the entire Getter crew. I know they're working around the clock. And of course, I'm verified over there at Jeremy Harrell. And we are verified. Let me go. You know what? Let's go over there. Let's go over to Getter. And while we're going over to Getter to do some shout outs, I'd like everybody um on on uh rumble to get ready and let me know where you're from as well but we've got uh we've got a, you know like 150 people over on getter watching vicky vale's watching god bless her leslie lugo from boston way down there in boston kid she says bah bah freddie durf says trump supporters are awesome thanks freddie god bless you man Carrie Chambers is watching American Girl. That's Amanda Collins, our girl. How you doing? She says, Happy New Year's to everybody. Carrie Wilbur from St. Pete, Florida. Good to see you. Dory Kathleen. Brian Hoover. Kate in full force. How you doing? Freddie Durf's putting thumbs up. Good job, buddy. Thank you so much. We've got Vicky S. says, Jeremy, hello from Baltimore. Nice, cold, and snowy day today. Welcome to winter. Thomas Hammaker is over there on Getter watching. Ground in Apparel is watching on Getter. Boy, we got a good Getter family. It's almost like the YouTube family that we used to have. Joe, Bo, and Amanda, good to see you all. Let's go over to Rumble. Let's say hello to Jeremy. Shout me out from corrupt Arizona, says Terry. Uh, good uh, good to see you, Terry. Thank you so much. Um, what was that? Deb in Illinois. Deb in Illinois. Carol from Pennsylvania. Things are heating up in Pennsylvania, you guys. Wolf is on his way out, and things are heating up in Pennsylvania. Cindy Ward from California. Sherry from Florida. Jacqueline, good to see you. Freddie, good to see you. Shout out, please. Brandy in Spokane. Darlene from Michigan. Tammy Vivanco from California. Sherry from Texas is watching. Thanks, Sherry. Good to see you. Renee from Michigan. Love some Michigan, huh? Love me some Michigan. When is your producer starting? Um, mid to third week in January. Mid, Mid-January, third week in January. Ruthie from Clearwater, Florida. Good to see you. Kevin Wilson is in the house. How you doing, Kevin? And Brandon from South Dakota. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> All right, let's get into Jesus Calling. We are in the very beginning of the book. Now, I know a lot of you guys go, you know, I have Jesus Calling, and it doesn't say what yours says. Well, it actually does because mine does have the morning version to it that yours uh, does as well. However, mine also has an evening version and it looks like this. Jesus calling morning and evening. Okay. Of course, I got that armor of God bookmark in there. The full armor of God. Boy, wait till you hear what Dave Bray has come up with in the new armor of God song. Onward, Christian soldier. It's going to be amazing. Woo! Shout out Dave Bray. USA, here we go. I want to open up uh, January with, uh, the, with the beginning. And it comes from Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And we have plans to bring joy to everybody who comes on this platform on all the platforms that we are, including Real America's Voice News. January 3rd, year of our Lord, 2021, says, My peace is a soft, soothing pillow for your weary head. 
pry your mind, a 2022, I should say, pry your mind away from the plans and problems so that you can rest in my healing presence. If anxious thoughts try to intrude, which they do all the time for every one of us, I am sure, give them over to me with thanksgiving. You have a helper who is infinitely powerful, tenderly loving, and wise beyond all understanding. From Exodus 33, 14. And he said, quote, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Folks, when you are walking with the Lord, when you are giving time to the Lord every single day of your life, the Lord is walking with you. And guess what? People see it. You know, when people see a pregnant woman and they say, oh, she has a glow. You've all seen it, right? You've all seen that pregnant woman glow. Well, the same thing happens to a uh, to a follower of Christ. You have this aura about you and it's in it, it. It happens everywhere I go. It's a great feeling because you know that uh, just like when just like when that woman touched Jesus's robe and he said, I feel I felt the power come out of me. I felt the power drain out of me, the power of God. Well, you kind of get that that feeling when you feel like you're walking with the Lord. You feel like you're giving that heavenly power and that heavenly inspiration and courage over to people. It's it's truly a, a great thing. Philippians four, four through seven. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Before you turn out the light, instead of pondering your problems, renew your mind in my precious, freeing, truths 2022 is going to be a phenomenal year for christianity okay it's going to be a phenomenal year for for christianity and i hope that each and every one of you continue to stay on this wild ride that we're having here on live from america as we go into 2022 and i have a feeling that by the end of this year I'll finally get a great interview with President Donald J. Trump. Might come sooner than later, but you know what? It's going to come on Donald, uh, not Donald's time. It's going to come on the Lord's time for that interview with Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Here we go for the Lord's Prayer. Some of you, uh, a lot of you kids are home by now. Maybe on the West Coast, you're not yet. But if you're home with your parents, continue to do this with them. This is a great, I get messages all the time that say, you know what? I don't really do a lot with my kid, but we watch Live from America together. Heard that a lot. So that's one thing that you found a common, uh, you found some common ground there, and uh, you found something that you both like doing, and it's really awesome to hear that kids are saying the Lord's Prayer with their parents because of this show. Thank you, and all glory goes to God. Let's all remove our hats if we're wearing one, and let's say the Lord's Prayer all together to start out this beautiful 2022. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Joy, joy, joy. That is what 2022 is going to be all about. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be joyful for. We just have to open our eyes and see it. And now let me take a slurp. Everybody get their slurp ready. Pick up your coffee cup. Pick up your cup. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Let's slurp together. Mmm. Mmm. Thank you so very much, Uh, Steve. Uh, Mailman Steve. I take it you're a mailman. Thank you so very much for the $50 donation. Every little dime goes to help here on Life from America. We're about 78%, 77%, I think, percent of where we'd, uh, where we'd like to be, where we need to be for monthly donors. Um, so if you, if, you, uh, if, you, if you get a promotion in 2022, or if you've just been holding off just to see what would happen, um, and, 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 you, and you're able to, consider becoming a monthly donor here on Life from America to be a huge help. Here we go. First and foremost, I'm ready, and we got a Dumb Dumb Award for December to give away today. So uh, don't leave the show early, because we'll be doing that at the end of the show. All right, folks, we're going to get to this first story. The first and foremost section, let's get ready to rumble. Let's do it. 
I don't know if you've seen the report last week, the beginning of last week, that it came out that uh, birth rates here in America are uh, just free-falling. They're just free-falling, folks. The amount of, peop- the amount of uh, babies being born in this country to American citizens is free-falling. And as a matter of fact, it is at an all-time low. At an all-time low, f- and, and, and it's been free-falling for six consecutive years. Not good, but let's read it. The downward trend in birth rates in the United States has been seen throughout the world. The American birth rate fell for the sixth consecutive year in 2020 with the lowest number of babies born since 1979, the year I was born, according to a new report. Some 3.6 million babies were born in the U.S. in 2020, marking a 4% decline from the year before. And that was found by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Do I trust them? Nope. But it is true. It's not only them who've been reporting on it. A lot of, other, a lot of people have been reporting on this. The slump was seen across all recorded ethnicities and origins, according to the findings. The national picture mirrors a decline in birth uh, uh, since uh, seen worldwide, a trend some experts say has been accelerated by the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. All right. Um, the, uh, the decline in birth rates was seen all across measured racial and ethnic groups. Birth dropped 4% among white, black, and Latina women, 9% for Asian women, and 3% for Hawaiians and other Pacific Islanders, and 7% for Native American and Alaskan Native women. So what do you think is the reason for this decline? Abortion? Sure, sure, it has something to do with it. How many millions of babies are killed a year? So here we have the left making this a big deal. We're seeing a big-time birth, birthing rate uh, decline. Well, why do you think when you're killing millions of babies? Well, that's some of it. That's some of it. Families not staying together. Marriages splitting up. What is it, a 50%? I don't know what the number is. I'm just, I'm just guessing here. But what is it, 50% of all marriages, one, one in two, fail? One in two marriages fail. I know the last time I checked, it was really close to that for sure. So you have marriages falling apart. Half of marriages that, 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 that happen in this country end up falling apart. Okay? You have children born out of wedlock, which makes uh, the mother, most generally, the mother raises these children that are born out of wedlock and these parents split up. And they don't want any more kids because they don't have any help. So that adds to it, of course. And then the whole feminism thing. Oh, don't start a family. Go out and achieve your dreams. And the last time that I checked, it was like 60, it was like high 60s, maybe even 70% of women who go to college to achieve their dreams end up not achieving those dreams and end up paying off student loan forever. And, and men too, men alike, all, it, it's a high percentage. Long story for short, folks, there's no one reason why this is happening. There's a lot of reasons. But it's getting away from God. It's getting away from the nucleus of the family which God had intended us to have from the very beginning. So we have these destroyed families. We have uh, people not having babies until they're a lot older now because they want to go achieve these dreams that they think they have when they're young that they don't end up following through with because they change their minds through the, throughout their 20s and 30s. They end up paying off debt forever. You have be, uh, babies being murdered left and right, by the millions every single year. What was it, like 65 million babies have been aborted by Planned Parenthood over the course of time since since, uh, Roe v. Wade? Like 65 million? That's twice the size of Canada. The entire country. Now, the reason why I wanted to start the story or the show off with that story was to follow it right up with this story. Nearly 400,000 anchor babies were born in the United States in 2021, outpacing U.S. births in 49 of the 50 states. Let me just say that again, because I know that you guys kind of get wrapped up in what I'm saying because I talk so fast here. But nearly a half a million anchor babies were born in the United States in 2021 alone. You think that might have something to do with the million people that Biden has led over the the southern border? outpacing U.S. births in 49 of the 50 states. You want to talk about how you get rid of a culture? This is how you get rid of a culture. This is how you get rid of a culture. 
Illegal aliens, tourists, and foreign uh, visa workers delivered nearly uh, 400,000 children in the United States over the last 12 months. Prior analysis concludes securing birthright American citizenship. The analysis published by the Center of Immigration Studies states that close to 400,000 anchor babies, the term used to describe a U.S.-born children of illegal aliens, are delivered across 50 states each year. Anchor babies are rewarded with the birthright American citizenship despite their parents having no legitimate ties to the United States, many having only recently arrived years later when the child is considered an adult. They can sponsor their parents and foreign relatives for green cards, anchoring their family in the United States for generations. And it only takes one generation, 25 years or so, a quarter of a century, to completely wipe out a culture. It only takes 25 years, a quarter of a century, to completely wipe out a culture when you're on this path, when you're on this pace. Specifically, about 300,000 anchor babies are delivered to illegal alien parents every single year. In addition, about 72,000 anchor babies are delivered to foreign tourists or foreign visa workers and foreign students annually. That total is about 372,000 anchor babies born every year. Um, which outpaces the total number of births in 49 states, according to the latest CDC and prevention statistics. Only the state of California, which is, don't even get me started there, but only the state of California, which nearly 420,000 births uh, in 2020 exceeds the number of anchor babies born each year. The number of births in Texas at about 366,000 is now less than the annual number of anchor babies born in the United States. You see what's happening? Not only are these people coming over the border illegally, wide open, flown to different states in the, in the dead of night by the Biden administration illegally. Every single one of them is a felony when you're aiding, abet, aiding and abetting them, giving them shelter, giving them taxpayer money, giving them homes, giving them cars, giving them phones, giving them debit cards, securing, their, uh, uh, securing a paycheck for them every single month. And who pays for it? You and I. You and I pay for it. Yet there's millions of jobs out there not being uh, filled Because you and I, the American, don't want to fill those jobs. And I say we all because we're all Americans. We're all in this together. Guess who's not Americans? The people that are coming here illegally in the dead of night by the Biden administration, having babies like rabbits, and changing the culture of the United States forever. Thanson asks, what's an anchor baby? An anchor baby is a baby that is born on U.S. soil. Even if their parents are not U.S. citizens, they are automatically U.S. citizens. And then as they get older, they come of age, they can then sponsor their parents who had them here and relatives from the country they came to, and they can all live here legally until they die. That is America's immigration policy. That is a policy that needs to stop. Because like I said, it only takes 25 years for a culture to be completely destroyed. And Donald Trump understood that. And that is why they hated his wall so very much. Donald Trump stopped the bleeding. Stopped the bleeding big time. As soon as Biden took over, he opened that wound and the illegal aliens started pouring right back in again. Yes, all on welfare. Definitely all on welfare. Definitely all on welfare. Now, I'm not going to say every single one, but definitely a majority of them on welfare. When is the war over anchor babies will no longer be a thing? When the war is over, anchor babies will no longer be a thing. Exactly. Yo, I'm telling you what. A lot of people say that like the this new Republican Party, this new, you know, uh, how do I want to say it? Forceful radical Republican. And yes, we are. By the way, yes, we are. We, we get called radical Republicans by the left and by the uniparty rhinos all the time. Yes, we are. You want to know why? Because it would, it takes, it's going to take a radical Republican party to undo everything that these loser Democrats have done over the past few decades. Now, here's the thing. Over the last 50 years, Republicans have been presidents more than Democrats. But the problem is, is you've had these uniparty rhinos and these uniparty Democrats. And behind the scenes, 
they don't there is no separate party there is no it's all it's all been an illusion for every one of us for decades well guess what guess what we got our spectacles on now we see it for what it is and yes it's going to take a radical republican to reform the party to back to 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 what it was supposed to be the republican party that freed the slaves the republican party that actually uh uh, uh gave uh rights to women and people of color yeah that republican party that's the Republican Party that we need to get back to, but we do not get back to that by being the Dan Crenshaws, the Mom Jeans Mitt Romneys, the Lisa Murkowskis, the Liz Cheneys. We don't get there by being those kind of Republicans that say, we need to bring honor and dignity back to the Republican Party. It never had it, at least not in my lifetime. Last time it had it in my lifetime was Ronald Reagan, and they didn't even like him. Let's face it. Tried to assassinate him too. It's going to take a radical Republican to win, period. So call us radical. I'll take it as a compliment. Speaking of radical Republicans, some might consider Ron DeSantis a radical Republican. Lately, Ron DeSantis has been dealing uh, with attack, attack ads, attack social media videos left and right from people who visit his state. Because it's so great. AOC, she was with the trannies all weekend. Getting hammered with the trannies. Woo! Nancy Pelosi buys a house down there for her stretchy face to go retire to. They love it down there. Oh, but Ron DeSantis, he's the next thing, uh, he's, he's the next worst thing next to Donald Trump. Too bad he's not orange. Orange man bad too. But anyway, Ron DeSantis doesn't take crap from them. And they've been picking on him and, 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 and attacking him, not because of the amazing job that he's been doing down there. No, because he was accompanying his wife to hospital visits and appointments they had because for her cancer treatment. That's where he has been a majority of his time lately, accompanying his wife to different appointments for cancer treatments. And the left dug in. Oh, did they dig in deep. So, Ron DeSantis figured that he would come out today in Ron DeSantis fashion and uh, put them in their place like he always does. So, I'm going to show you a piece of that. This is Ron DeSantis when they were asking, you know, where were you? Why weren't you where everybody thought you should be? (laughs) This is Ron DeSantis' response, as usual, in Ron DeSantis fashion. Check this out. The hysteria regarding your so-called vacation this past week. Yeah, I mean, I guess I should have been at the beach in Delaware, right? And then they would have been really happy with that. Um, (laughs) You know, it was, I mean, you look, we actually put out the schedule, and I think these people didn't know that. They think because you're not doing a big press conference, you're not doing. So, you know, uh, Friday we were, uh, Kevin, Joe, and I all had discussions about, you know, doing what we're doing. Of course, I was at the uh, down in Miami later, Thursday in the office working on this and some other stuff. He says, I guess I should have been in Delaware frolicking <laughs> with my new puppy, or as Joe, as Joe Biden calls it, a pony. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden doesn't know if he's got a puppy or a pony. <laughs> I guess I should have been on the beach in Delaware, he says. <laughs> uh, he went on to say, they're like, oh my gosh, he's on vacation. And I'm like, you know, I just looked over at my wife and said, going to the hospital with you is not a vacation. <laughs> he said, <laughs> maybe I should have been to the, went to the beach in Delaware. Oh, Jill, Jill, ride my pony, ride my pony while I poop my pants. <laughs> gotta love Ron DeSantis. Oh, you gotta love that guy. I wish he was my governor, but you know, we're stuck with, uh, we're stuck with governor Chris Sununu up here, but anyway, you know how it rolls. We got to go ahead and give it to him. So let's go ahead right now and cue those drums for Ron DeSantis, giving him the Smarty Award of the day right here. On Live from America, January 3rd, 2022. Boy, that guy, you know what? If anybody should get the Smarty of the year, I think it would be Ron DeSantis. I think we've given that guy more Smarties than anybody on the planet. If you're watching on Rumble, please do me the, the, uh, the ever-so-humble favor of sharing the video. Same thing on Getter. It's quick. Just repost it real fast, and I appreciate it. So Ron DeSantis gets his, like, 100th Smarty Award of the Year because that's what we need. See, people are calling Ron DeSantis a radical, a radical Republican. 
Call us whatever you want, but that is the kind of Republican that we need today. We don't need these wishy-washy, lukewarm, well, maybe I will, maybe I will, Republicans. It's just not the way it's going to be, guys. We've already took it. We've already taken it over. We've already hijacked it. Get with the net. It's over. So for all you people, all you slugs that are still sliming around on your bellies like Liz Cheney, you slug, why don't you slime and squirm your way right out of here because we've got nothing for you and there's nothing here that you're going to be able to help with. Bye-bye, Mrs. Slugface. Anyways, talking about that, let's, <laughs> let's go to Liz Cheney, shall we? We got her here. We got Liz Cheney here. Here she is, folks. There's Liz Cheney right there. Actually, this might be too cute for Liz Cheney. This might be too cute, but here she is, the yellow Teletubby, Liz Cheney herself, folks. Um, In their most recent attempt to try to keep Donald Trump away from the White House, I don't want to do it, but you got to hear it. If you have not heard it, I'm going to play you some of Miss Piggy Teletubby's uh, <laughs> interview where she's talking about keeping Donald Trump away from the White House. Look, folks, their entire... Their entire plan here is to keep Donald Trump away from the White House at all costs. Their entire plan, keep Donald Trump away from the White House at all costs. I'm going to play this video. I'm going to play you a piece of this video real quick here. So bear with me. This is Liz Cheney's eight minute interview. We're not listening to eight minutes, but you have to hear some of the stuff that she says because she says Donald Trump cannot come back to the White House. He's unqualified to be president. He, won't, he shouldn't even be allowed to be back to the White House. But, she says, I really like this committee because there's non-bias here. <laughs> okay, okay, calm down. Anyway, here she is right here, Liz Cheney, the Teletubby. Welcome back to Face the Nation. We now turn to the Congressional Committee investigating January 6th. Republican Liz Cheney of Wyoming is the vice chair of the committee, and she joins us now from Capitol Hill. Good morning to you. Good morning, Margaret. Thank you for having me. We know Democrats are planning a vigil. Uh, We know the former president is planning a news conference. Are you concerned about the country being at risk of political violence this week and in the years ahead? Look, I think that if if what he has been saying uh, since uh, he left office is any indication, uh, former President Trump is likely uh, again this week to make the same false claims about the election that he knows to be false and the same false claims about the election that he knows caused violence on January 6th. Uh, I think that uh, it is uh, indeed um, very concerning, given what we know happened in the lead up to the 6th and what the committee is finding out about the events of that day. Um, but I think that it, it's not surprising. But again, he knows these claims caused violence. And we've seen now people who were in the Capitol, people who've been arrested because of their activities on that day. Uh, they themselves have told us in court filings, they've told us on social media, we've seen it on videos, that they were here because Donald Trump uh, told them to be here. And so he's <laughs> nice very, he's doing this press conference on the 6th. Again, if he makes those same claims, he's doing it with complete understanding and knowledge of, of what those claims have caused in the past. You've raised in the past uh, the possibility of criminal culpability for the president. Is that the consensus view of the committee? Look, the committee is, is obviously going to follow the facts uh, wherever they lead. Uh, we've made tremendous progress. We uh, have had now, if you just think about, for example, what we know now about what the former president was doing on the 6th while the attack was underway, the committee has firsthand testimony that uh, President Trump was sitting in the dining room next to the Oval Office watching on television as the Capitol was assaulted, mm-hmm. as the violence uh, occurred. Um, We know that that is clearly a supreme dereliction of duty. Uh, One of the things that the committee is looking at uh, from the perspective of our legislative purpose is whether we need enhanced penalties for that kind of dereliction of duty. Uh, But we've certainly never seen anything like that. Well, guess what? You don't have them as of right now. President Trump broke no laws and you have no penalties or punishments for him now. Oh, no. He was sitting in the White House watching it on TV. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, we got to get him. He's that, that right there disqualifies Donald J. Trump from being president ever again. He can no longer because I, Miss Piggy, the yellow Teletubby herself, warmongers, daughter Liz Cheney, because I said so. Donald Trump can't come back. We're looking into it right now to see if we can have 
some kind of punishment for that kind of dereliction of duty. But guess what? There's none now. <laughs> There's none now. Oh, isn't it just too bad? There's nothing you're going to be able to do since COVID is on a downhill slide and you're not going to be able to use that like you want to all the way down to the 2022 midterms. You have to drag out this January 6th insurrection. But again, not a single person has been charged with insurrection. And every time I challenge a liberal on that, they go, put on their pink hat and scream at the sky. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do when you actually bring up reality and facts. Do you know nobody's actually been charged with insurrection? Well, of course they would. Of course they are. No, they're actually not. These people are that brainwashed. They don't even know that somebody has or has not been charged with insurrection. So they're going to use Adam Kinzinger and Miss Piggy all year long, Nancy Pelosi's strategy, and this is to try to make Donald J. Trump unqualified to be able to even run for president because they're this afraid that he's going to win. They know he's going to win or be reinstated or impeach the president and be third in line to be pro. One way or another, they know he's coming back to the White House. They know it. You know it. I know it. The world knows it. The world knows it. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit with Canada. Canada's already preparing for Trump to return. Canada is already preparing for Trump to return and the Republicans to take control again. Oh, yeah, it's happening right now. He sat in the White House and watched it happen. Yeah, you know what he all, you know what also he he also did. He also told Nancy Pelosi to get uh, the National Guard there. He also told them to get more reinforcements there before the rally even happened. And they said, "No, we're not going to do that. We're just going to install our little FBI agents, and we're going to let them allow these people to come into the court or into the Congress building, into uh, the Capitol Hill, so that we can stage this whole thing." That is why they're not releasing anything. I know I say this over and over and over again, folks, but the more it happens, the more you see they ramp up this January 6th committee with nothing. They can't do anything. They can't bring up on charges. There's no kind of punishment for their dereliction of duty that they're saying happened. There's nothing they can do but do optics. And the more they turn up the heat, the more you know they're afraid that, he's, that, that he and the Republicans and the new Republicans are going to take over and ultimately drain that crappy swamp they live in. And that means some of them will be investigated and possibly imprisoned. That is why you see this January 6th committee even happening. Nothing's going to come of this. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So for that, we're going to go ahead and give Liz Cheney the Dumb Dumb Award of the day. Right in that uniparty rhino bucket, folks. Right there. How's everybody doing? Doing good so far? Let me take a slurp here real quick. You are right, Heels Gal says, but never fear. Stretchface Armstrong can street fight. That's exactly right. She can give you a roundhouse uh, face whip. She turns her face so fast, all of that loose skin flies off her chin, smacks you in the face, and comes back. And she slobbers all over herself. <laughs> fatality nancy pelosi wins (laughs) and the witch hunt continues for the trump family the witch hunt continues for the trump family as new york attorney general letitia james subpoenaed don jr and ivanka trump as part of a civil fraud probe into whether the Trump organization inflated the values of some of its properties. Let's read the story and then talk about it. According to the court documents filed today, Donald Trump's two children were subpoenaed all the way back on December 1st. First I'm hearing about it. The New York AG's office previously subpoenaed Don, uh, Donald Trump for testimony by a January 7th deadline. Trump's lawyers previously said that they will quash the subpoena. The Trump Organization, which is currently under indictment in Manhattan, of course, is also facing a criminal investigation by Mimi Roca, the Trump-hating Democrat DA in Westchester County, New York, which, again, nothing will happen. The DA's office is probing to see if the Trump Organization misled the two or the town of uh, Ossining about the golf course property value to pay less taxes. 
Roca, who was repeatedly, who has repeatedly attacked Trump publicly, as well as Letitia James, by the way, which is why they will never go through with any of this. They'll just do it so that the mainstream media like CNN and MSDNC can talk about it. Oh, federal probe, federal criminal investigation. Trump families are obviously bad. Orange man, bad. More probes, more investigations, more fraud, blah, blah, blah. Bah, bah. That's all that they do. Even they know nothing is going to come out of this. There's already footage multiple different times of Letitia James having clear bias towards Donald J. Trump. Talking about, I'm going to go after him and everything he's ever owned. I'm going to go after his family. I'm going to go after his kids. I'm going to go after his kids' kids. I'm going to be waiting when another Trump is born and snatch them up, take their firstborn like the troll monster that I am. Roca, who has repeatedly attacked President Trump publicly, is on a fishing expedition looking for a crime. Something you're not allowed to do in the United States of America. Why? That's why there'll never be anything to come of it. Earlier this year, Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance hit the Trump organization with criminal charges. Oh, no. Oh, no. Guess what? You will lose those two. You will lose those two. How dare you? You will fail. Once again, and again, folks, none of this, nothing is going to come to fruition, not even from the January 6th unselect committee. The only reason they are doing it is to keep dirt in the media. That is it. To brainwash the left and say, well, what about the, what about the Mueller report? Yeah, we proved that wrong. Whoa, what about the Pfizer? What about the Pfizer warrants? Yeah, those were illegal. Whoa, what about the, what about the, the Ukraine whistleblower? Yeah, there was no whistleblower ever. It was made up by, by uh, pencil neck Adam Schiff. Whoa, what about, um, what about the January 6th? Yeah, he's already found not guilty of that. And he's on ride, ride, rode off into the sunset and he'll be back really soon. Oh, what about, what about the investigation out of New York and Manhattan and the crimes and the, and the taxes? Yeah, yeah. Keep, what about? What about? What about if you had a brain? <laughs> what about if you could actually think for yourself? What if you were a free thinker? What about that? Wouldn't that be incredible? Again, witch hunt and nothing will ever come of it. Moving on. The chairwoman of the FDIC. Now, you might go, what's the FDIC? Well, you probably see that when you go to your, your uh, bank, right? You probably see that when you go to your drive through or your bank, FDIC, federally insured, all the, all, the national, all the banks in the country, FDIC insured, members of the FDIC. Well, the head chairwoman of the FDIC actually resigned. And I think she's a coward for doing this, by the way. But she actually resigned, warning that Democrats are launching a hostile takeover. Well, duh. Democrats have been launching a hostile takeover of this country for the last 13 months. Here she is. This is what she looks like. This is the FDIC chairwoman. Jelena McWilliams announced her resignation on Friday after warning that Democrats had launched a, quote, hostile takeover of the agency. McWilliams resigned in an open letter addressed to resident poop pants saying uh, McWilliams was appointed to the position in 2018 by then Donald J. Trump. When I immigrated to this country 30 years ago, she said, I did so with a firm belief in the American system of government as the rest of the world does. During my tenure at the Federal Reserve Board of Governors, the United States Senate and the FDIC, I have developed a deep appreciation for these uh, venerable institutions and their traditions it has been a tremendous honor to serve this nation and i did not take a single day for granted well good for her that's how you're supposed to be as an american throughout my public service i've been constantly reminded how blessed we are to live in the united states of america then she goes on to say after she published an op-ed in the wall street journal titled the hostile takeover of the fdic off the uh, of the 20 chairmen who preceded me at the FDIC, nine faced a majority of the board members from the opposing party, including Mr. Gruenberg as chairman under President Donald J. Trump until I replaced him in 2018. Never before has a majority of the board attempted to circumvent the chairman to pursue their own agenda. This conflict isn't about bank mergers. If it were, board members would have been willing to work with me and the FDIC staff rather than an attempted uh, attempt a hostile takeover of the FDIC uh, internal processes, staff, and board agenda. McWilliams' resignation will go into effect on February 4th. But what she's really talking about here, for anybody who might be confused, 
is this is Democrats behind the doors, powerful Democrats in, 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 in rich corporate power, de- powerful Democrats banding together to literally control an arm of the federal government. That is what Democrats do. That's why Black Lives Matter would have a seat at the presidency if they really wanted it. If they want to talk to President Biden, they could talk to him tomorrow. Why? Because these people, these organizations that run these, these, uh, these powerful people that run these crooked organizations, they, they want to take over every federal institution from the ground up so they can, take, so they can have all control over everything. They want to know what you're spending your money on. They want to know where you're going. They want to tax your car. They want to, be, they want to run the FDA, which they already do. They run all these pharmaceutical companies, and it's just about the rich being richer and the powerful being getting more powerful. But guess what? It's not going to work. It never does. And this woman leaving her post like this, what a coward. If you ask me, what a coward. She was in the way of them trying to do, they, they wanted to circumvent her because A, she was a Trump supporter, B, she has a brain, and C, she's a conservative. They want to circumvent her the same way they circumvented these state legislatures when they went and stole the election by changing election law that they had no power to do to begin with. You can get all the federal judges to go along with you you want. You can even get the Supreme Court to go along with you. But you know who you're not going to get to go along with you? The American people. And that's why you haven't been able to pass a damn thing this year because you suck that bad. So as Bannon says, suck on that one, Biden. You elitist, scumbag, communist losers. Go ahead. Get all the positions you want. Get all the titles you want. But in the end, you can't even beat little old me. I'm still on air. I'm on more platforms now than I was before you banned me from the three major sites. Want to know why? Because you can't beat God. But this woman, you ask me, McWilliams, coward fleeing her post like that. She should have stayed as the tip of the spear so they at least had somebody to try to fight through, but she couldn't even do that. And now let's get back to what I was talking about earlier when I said even other countries are gearing up for a Republican takeover. Canada, our closest neighbor, one of our allies, great people in Canada, love the Canadian people. Well, their left-wing, their left-wing government that, that has literally become a tyrannical government to, a government to the Canadian people up there, uh, they are now gearing up for a major takeover here in the United States of Republicans. Check this out. I'll read a little bit to you. Not a lot of it, but a little bit to you. It's a risk-reward thing, Professor Carvin explained, big-time tr- uh, Trump hater. Trump hates the European Union and hates NATO. Of course, we all do, dummy. If they or any other American allies were seen to try to influence the outcome of an election uh, that Mr. Trump won, she believes that this could lead to further actions against the alliance. On the other hand, if he wins another term, the alliances are gravely endangered anyway, and rightfully so. I back that. We don't need any of these people in America uh, running American uh, politics or any other thing for that matter, or culture or anything. Peter Lowen, director of the Monk School of Global Affairs and Public Policy at the University of Toronto, believes Canada should remain on the sidelines, whatever happens, says, I'm reluctant to say that we should be involved. Be involved? You know what they're talking about? If I read you the whole story, which would take an hour, they're talking about the United States of America, the people, we the people, electing Republicans and electing Democrats out. He's talking about, should we stay sidelined or get involved? Please try to get involved. Please try to get involved. What are you going to do? You're already admitting that you, you could get involved? Are you admitting to being able to, have, to, to interfere with our elections? No. No. The vanilla Obama Trudeau wouldn't do such a thing, would he? But he does believe that Canada's economic and political leadership must prepare now for the possibility of a post-democratic America. Let me read it again. But he does believe that Canada's economic and political leadership must prepare for the possibility of a post-democratic America. Quote, we have to think the unthinkable. (laughs) What a moron. We have to think the unthinkable, he says, in which we are not really close to them in the future. And a, and, and a lack of policy imagination has kept us from actually pondering that in a deep way. What would NORAD or NATO look like in the world 
in which the United States is internally divided to the point of instability. Well, I wonder who did that. You might think you uh, you'll hear it's Trump. But it goes all the way back to Barack Hussein Obama. To what extent could multilateral organizations such as the World Trade Organization or the World Health Organization function without American participation? I think you'd function just fine. You mean you wouldn't have our money. That's what you really mean. Because every other country in the world hates those pesky Americans until it comes to that money. That's what you really mean. Say it what it is. Say it like it is. And this is the kind of stuff that I would be asking him if I was uh, interviewing him. These questions are stomach churning, but better to face them than to watch passively. We need to bolster our military and protect our borders, he says. Ooh, we're so scared, especially in the North. We need to strengthen our bonds with other democracies and promote democracy through trade and cultural ties. And we need to engage with the United States. However, it evolves as a great power we live beside and must get along with. You have no choice but to get along with. And this is not an insult to the people who live in Canada, but an insult to the people who run the country of Canada. You have no choice. Without the United States, you would be dead. Without the uh, United States, Mexico would be dead. Without the United States, majority of the world would be in, in, in chaos right now, in darkness, in utter darkness for the rest of their existence. So know your role, shut your mouth, and start acting like it. Because once we take back over, I guarantee you you're going to be singing a different tune, kissing a lot of rear ends. Kissing a lot of rear ends. Anyway, continuing to expose rhinos and Utah party scumbags, let's go back to Representative Dan Crenshaw. Do we have to, how many times do we have to call this guy out for the same crap? And I know there's Republicans out there that still love this guy. Those would be uniparty Republicans. Those would be Republicans who don't understand where this new party is going. And I feel bad for them because Representative Dan Crenshaw is nothing more than a younger John McCain. I wonder if he's his son. But anyway, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been launching a full-scale attack on Representative Dan Crenshaw. This is another one we need to get out of the seats, folks. He needs to go. Hours after being kicked off of Twitter for good, Representative MTG took to Instagram to absolutely shred House Republican Dan Crenshaw for his theatrics over a toothless proposal to hold big tech accountable, when in reality... He's been frequently absent for congressional votes that are close enough where he would actually make a difference. She's actually calling him out, not for his ridiculous uh, proposals and bill proposals. No, no, no. Not for his half-baked, half-witted, uniparty bills that he proposes. No, no. She's calling him out for something that he should be called out on. Being absent for congressional votes when the votes are so close that his vote would actually make a difference, and she exposed it right here. Case in point. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, Green provides a screenshot of a roll call vote tally showing a proposal that was introduced by radical Maxine Waters, passing by just one vote, 215 to 214. And guess what? Four Democrats had gone across the aisle to vote with Republicans. But Dan Crenshaw refused to show up and cast a vote that would block the bill from going through. He, again, had an opportunity to be there and do something right for America, and he chose not to show up. And apparently, this is a thing that uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw does a lot. And it's not just Marjorie Taylor Greene calling him out on this. It's other Republicans as well. Show up and do your damn job. Where are you? Where are you? No, you still got one good eye left. You should be able to see to get where you're going to do your job. That bill passed because you weren't there. Republicans could have stopped Maxine Waters' bill, but Dan Crenshaw could not be bothered to vote. Unfortunately, Dan doesn't always make the walk into the chamber to vote to stop Democrat bills, even when he's in town, she said. And there are several Republican bills that have been submitted in the issue of big tech censorship, but none of them will pass the House Crypt Keeper Pelosi in charge, according to Green. Instead of focusing on a rhino... Make it look like they're doing something, Bill, like the one Crenshaw is championing right now. Green points out that the most important thing that Republicans can do while the the congressional minority is to show up, number one, and vote in order to put these uniparty swamp creatures on the record for their support of this radical communist agenda. Do you agree or not? 
Do you agree or do you disagree? I know there's people on this thread that probably like Dan Crenshaw because they've seen him say, they've heard him say some great things. They've seen him do some great things. But behind the doors, he's just one of these guys. He just is. I didn't want him to be. I liked this guy. I liked this guy for a couple of years until I started seeing a a pattern in what he did and how he said things. And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy sounds a lot like John McCain. I mean, he really did. That's why I call him that. So I'm going to give a big shout out to Marjorie Taylor Greene for actually having the guts to, to expose the same people that we're trying to expose. But you know what? Like her, lover or hate her, Marjorie Taylor Greene comes, comes from the same cloth as I do, Outlaw Morgan. Remember, the, remember uh, Tommy Gunn, the, uh, the pissed off American? We all started to Sean Whalen, the lions, lions Not Sheep. We all started doing this in 2015, going into 2016. Ben Berkwam, Will Johnson, we were all there. Mother of all rallies. We were out on the streets. We were the tip of the spear. And Marjorie was right right there with us. And for that, I'll always have respect. Always, always have respect for her. Because she was saying the same things then as she's saying now. And that's what I always feared. Wow. Is one of our friends going to get in there and say something different? Nope. Now, I know she tries to play the game once in a while because who knows? Maybe I'll have to get there and see for myself. But I think she's doing a great job, and, and, and especially calling people out like that. Anyway, one more story here before we give the Dumb Dumb Award of December, and that is New York. A New York woman has been arrested, folks, for visiting people's homes, children, without their parents' home, and vaccinating them. And she's not a licensed or registered nurse, or a doctor, or anything else. Imagine that. Imagine you come home. Okay, imagine you come home and you find out that your kid is laying there possibly sick, hurt, injured, rubbing his arm, hurt his or her arm. Imagine you get home and you find out your kid has been visited in your home, in your sanctuary by some unlicensed, unregistered, swamp donkey, Democrat scumbag with vaccines and they vaccinated your child without you home. Can you imagine that? Imagine that happening. Well, it did happen in the state of New York. Ready? Here we go. This is unbelievable. New York woman arrested for giving teen COVID vaccine in her home without parents' permission. A New York woman with no medical qualifications whatsoever was arrested, at least she was arrested, for giving a teenager a COVID vaccine in her home without parental consent. Laura Parker Russo, 54 years old, was arrested by Nassau County Police after the mother of the teen reported what she had done to her 17-year-old son. The incident took place at Russo's home on New Year's Eve <clears throat> at her home in Seacliff, Long Island. After an investigation, officials discovered that Russo is not a medical professional or authorized to administer vaccines. It is unclear how she even obtained the vaccine, they said, or which brand it was. And that was reported by the Daily Mail first. It is also unclear how she knows the teenager. Russo has only been charged with an unauthorized practice of profession at this time. She is scheduled to appear in court on January 21st. Only Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is approved for children, for use in children 5 through ages 17. It has not been made for public. What vaccine was used on the child? Now, here's the thing, folks. What if that child dies? What if that teenager dies? What if that teenager as a result of this vaccine, gets myocarditis, pericarditis. What if this teen gets permanently disabled or, again, dies? Will she be charged with murder? Will she be charged with manslaughter, premeditated murder? I don't know. But those are the things that we're dealing with now, folks. Not only are you going to have people running out there having folk, fake COVID passports, but you're going to have fake COVID nurses and doctors out there from the orders of their uh, from the orders of their overlord democrat scumbag communist leaders to go out and vaccinate as many people as they can no matter what and i guarantee you this isn't the last we're going to hear from this i guarantee you you're going to hear about people doing this in playgrounds to children you watch you watch and this is all as a result of these propaganda this propaganda like i showed you before christmas Remember that propaganda video I showed you of Santa Claus? Steer Santa, this little kid writes. I don't want toys. I don't want presents. All I want is the vaccine. Bring me the vaccine, Santa. No, said no kid ever. Said no kid ever. 
Look, folks, I don't know what I would do, but I'll tell you what. I will tell you what. If that ever was the case, if I ever came home and somebody had vaccinated my kid, there would be some serious, serious H-E double hockey sticks to pay. Anyway, you guys, we're going to go ahead and give the Dumb Dumb Award for December. So you know we got to cue that music and bring it up. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dumb Dumb Award for the month of December is going to go to none other than Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney. No matter what, we knew what kind of a special scumbag you really were. We knew that you had the courage to go over to the Democrat side. We knew who you really were because we knew who your father was. You will fail. You will not succeed in trying to take down the best president that this country has ever seen. No, you get the Dumb Dumb Award for December 2021. The entire month, you truly are a dumb dumb. So take this award with you into 2022, Liz Cheney. Hold it proud. Hold it high. There's none dumber than you. Maybe AOC. Oink, oink, Miss Piggy. And may God have mercy on your soul. And that's how we send the show out today, folks. The Dumb Dumb Award. (laughs) Ah, the Dumb Dumb Award of December goes to Liz Cheney. Will she ever be anything other than a dumb dumb? Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. I would like to let you know, though, that there are now over 270. Let me repeat it. 270 businesses. On the America Strong Company page, check them out. Shop by state. Shop by uh, uh, what, what, what you're looking for. It could be jewelry. You can shop by category. Check it out. There's a bunch of filters there on JeremyHerald.com and the American Strong business page. Let's keep it going, folks. And if you have some commercials or you want to get some commercials done, send them to me and we will play them on digital TV. That's going to do it, folks, for the show. So remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 11 a.m., bright and early for more Live from America. Be there, be square. We will not be taping for the show tomorrow morning. That will go back to its regularly scheduled programming. So no breaks tomorrow morning. God bless each and every single one of you. Check out the featured merchandise item on our way out. I'll see you tomorrow for more Live from America. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one. Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.